yet, or her, and all this time that she's been praying, it's done some amazing things with her heart and her understanding of prayer. So often prayer um, is not necessarily about redirecting Almighty God, <laughs> as it is about redirecting our own hearts and bringing them into alignment and our own wills into alignment with what the Lord would have and what His will would be. Um, there's lots of examples of, of perseverance in the faith and perseverance in prayer, um, long obedience in the same direction, uh, as it's been put. But I wanted to just share, you know, John Wesley, we know a little bit about this, this guy, right? Um, <clears throat> he encountered an awful lot of refusal in his life. Uh, if you go back and look, he has uh, some entries in his diary. Sunday a.m. May 5th. Preached in St. Anne's. Asked not to come back. This <laughs> is John Wesley, right? Uh, Sunday, p.m. May 5th. Preached at St. John's. Deacon said, get out and stay out. This is real. I'm not making this up. This is in his diary. Sunday, a.m. May 12th. Preached in St. Jude's. Can't go back there either. Sunday, p.m. May 19th. Preached in St. Somebody Else's. Deacon's called special meeting and said I couldn't return. <laughs> Sunday a.m. May 26th, preached on street, kicked off street. Sunday a.m. June 2nd, preached at the edge of town, kicked off highway. Sunday p.m. June 2nd, preached in a pasture, 10,000 came. Right? That was one, two, three, four, five, six seeming rejections. He persevered in what he believed God was calling him to. And you better believe he was praying during that whole time. And look what happened. Look how God faithfully stepped in and answered. You know, 10,000 came to a pasture. That's a heck of a pasture. <laughs> George Muller says, The great fault of the children of God is they do not continue in prayer. They do not go on praying. They do not persevere. Sometimes it might feel like our prayer is more of a, you know, tossing some hope into the wind and I hope someone up there hears it and maybe something good will happen. But that's not what scripture teaches us about prayer. Um, obviously, there's far more than I'm going to cover in a few minutes here on Sunday morning about prayer. We're just going to scratch the surface a little bit. Um, but it's, it's timely that the, the gospel lesson today is about persistence in prayer as we're entering into a time of discernment. Uh, we as people, members, people connected to this church need to be in prayer because um, you know, prayer is the lifeblood of the relationship between saints and the Lord. Uh, if there's no prayer, it's pretty hard to have a relationship. And you can, in a church... Have the best, flashiest program and, you know, the most awesome, up-to-date, current, whatever you want to call it. But if there's no prayer bathing what's happening, then it's going to end up falling flat on its face. It's going to be powerless. There are people that are praying for us right now in worship as we sit here today. There are people who gathered in the sanctuary this past Thursday to pray for the church, to pray for you, to pray for the leadership of the church. And... Anything that the Holy Spirit does, he does because we're open to him in prayer. So, this widow, 
is, is interesting, right? She keeps coming back. <laughs> uh, we're going to look at some things that um, the Lord is teaching us about character in the person who is praying, um, <clears throat> as well as God's character towards us in answering prayer. So, <clears throat> Jesus' vision for us is to be active in prayer, to be energized in prayer, to be hopeful, expectant in prayer. Like I said before, it's not just some tossing of some blank hope into the sky. Like, when we pray, every time we pray, something happens. Um, <clears throat> it might not be in a way that we see it right away, right? But it's like sowing seed. Something is going to happen. And it's not necessarily going to be on our time frame either. Um, sometimes God blesses us with the grace and the ability to see the answer to the prayer. And we go, wow, that really increases my faith. I love seeing how God answered that in that moment. Sometimes it takes a while longer. And we have to look back and have some hindsight and perspective and say, I didn't see it in the moment. But I can look back and see how God was guiding and directing at that time. And then there are times where we don't see it at all. And it requires us to have some faith and some trust in God that he is a good father, that he has got this, and that maybe when we stand before him in glory, we might understand it a little bit more. Um, so this widow keeps coming back, right? She going to this unrighteous judge, um, and a few things about her that we can parallel with ourselves perhaps a little bit. She was weak in her own right, okay? She didn't have any major standing before this judge, okay? Being a widow, first of all, she's a woman, so she's not allowed to speak in court anyways, okay? Second, she's a widow. She's poor. She doesn't have the resources to throw her weight around in the community, it's not like she can bribe the judge or something like that to grease the wheels of justice in her favor here. Um, <clears throat> she's weak in her own right. You know, we, we don't have a leg to stand on before Almighty God except found in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And yet we are told to come boldly before the throne. Not because we have that in and of ourselves, but because we are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We are joint heirs with Christ in the heavenly places. And that gives us a position in the family of God to be able to come before him with confidence, with faith, with joy, not groveling at the feet of God, but coming and saying, Lord, here I am, not in my strength, but in yours. Change me, make my will into your will, not my will but yours be done. Um, so she was weak in her own right. She was persistent, right? She keeps coming back. Um, <clears throat> the Bible refers to her continual coming. It's almost like she kept coming to this judge day after day after day. When he was in the market and he saw her coming, he was probably going like this, you know, trying to avoid making eye contact. When he would show up for court, there she was. Um, she was pleading with him in front of his friends, maybe. Uh, maybe she hunted him down at home. You know, everywhere he went, there she was. She's constantly asking him to give her satisfaction. And when you go back and you look at the um, original language, 
it seems to describe that she's almost giving him a black eye in public. <laughs> you know? Um, <clears throat> she keeps coming back. And the other thing that's interesting about her is she's desperate. Okay? She has no other hope except this judge. She's desperate. There's no other way that her petition is going to be addressed, that this injustice is going to be righted. She has desperation, and she's coming before this judge that way. Without Christ, we are desperate. We are hopelessly lost in our sin. We are in a desperate and hopeless state. And this is another distinction and parallel that we can draw about our own condition between this widow and ourselves. That ultimately, you know, nobody else has power like God does. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is at work in you when you pray. It's one of those things where we have to kind of pause and say, do we actually believe that? <laughs> do we pray that that rock-splitting, curtain-tearing, grave-defeating, death-killing, resurrection power is at work in our own lives as we pray? When it seems like our prayers are feeble and futile? When we get upset with God because we feel like it's falling on deaf ears? When we begin to doubt and lose faith that God is hearing us and we begin to say, what's wrong with me that God isn't answering my prayer? All of these wrong ways of thinking, if we read Holy Scripture and know who we are in Christ because of whose we are, the Lord will bring to bear his power when we pray. So she's weak in her own right. She's desperate. She persists. Here's a really wonderful part, though. Unlike this corrupt and uncaring judge in the scriptures, God hears us. He loves us with an everlasting love. He is a good father who gives us good gifts. He honors our perseverance in prayer. He addresses our petitions and does not ignore us. Sometimes prayers aren't answered in the way that we expect them to be or want them to be. And, um, you know, I, I often joke that if God answered my prayers when I was um, 18 and a half or 19, I'd probably be married to somebody else. But God knew that I needed Kristen, you know. <laughs> right? We pray for things and, and the Lord orders our steps and our path and we can look back on it and, and see how... He was working for the good in our lives. Someone who prays is kind of like a good farmer. You know? Um, <clears throat> I'm not a good farmer. <laughs> Any of you that drove by my garden this year on a Scutney Basin Road, I just brush hogged it last week. <laughs> if that tells you how I needed to weed it by the time it was done, <laughs> literally had to brush hog it. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> but a good farmer doesn't lose heart, right? Um, a farmer is one of the most optimistic people that you will meet, okay? Um, I had to plant my corn four times this year because of the crows. <laughs> 
And it still didn't grow. <laughs> I had to go buy corn. <laughs> but the Lord still provided, even though what I had done didn't work. Okay, uh, But farmers work hard. They cultivate soil, they maintain their machinery, they buy seed, they schedule their lives around planting season and harvesting season, right? Um, it's almost as if they're doing this, that they think their stuff is actually going to grow. <laughs> right? They're acting on faith that it's actually going to happen. They're pretty optimistic um, <clears throat> that Everything's going to line up. Everything's going to be okay. There's going to be enough sun. There's going to be enough rain. Temperatures are going to be right. The crows are going to stay away. Their equipment isn't going to break down. It's a lot of faith. <laughs> right? The person who prays is equally optimistic towards God. Farmer shows optimism in everything. Working right. It's going to be okay. The believer on Christ shows their optimism in the character of God and his goodness by praying. You can almost say that prayer is like sowing. Um, <clears throat> when we pray, our prayers go out, seeds that are scattered. We're praying in obedience. We're praying in faith. We don't inherently have any power in this flesh to do much of anything. But we're praying in faith that God is going to bring his power to bear as he wills and works in these situations and in our lives. If I can carry this gardening thing just one step further, <laughs> planting seeds. Have you ever noticed that sometimes seeds don't germinate at the same rate? Mm -hmm. Right? Some things pop right up. Other things you go, did I forget to plant that row? <laughs> I don't see any sign of life. <laughs> you know, sometimes we might feel that with prayer. I don't see any sign of life here, Lord. Did I forget to pray about that? Because I'm pretty sure I remember praying about that. Pretty sure I planted that row. The Lord asks us to trust in Him. At the point at which we've been obedient, the point at which we've stepped out in faith and offered our prayer to the Lord, the point at which we persevere. And keep praying and keep inviting God into the situation, we can have faith that He is good, that He is going to work all things together according to His purpose, um, that He is going to bring the answer that is best for us. So, prayer is a sign, really, of active faith. Um, it is what Jesus wants to find when he returns. He wants to find us engaged, active about the work of the kingdom, in prayer. In fact, Jesus is modeling it right now because he's sitting at the right hand of God, praying and interceding for you as you sit here in church this morning. Prayer is not just something to avert tragedy or it's not just a defensive weapon um, or a reaction to a situation. Prayer is also offense. Okay? Prayer is leading out and stepping out and looking at the truth of God that we find in his word and bringing it to bear in our circumstances. Because 
God's truth is stronger and bigger and larger and more powerful than our circumstances. You know, that song that we sang, Oceans, you call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. Think about when Peter stepped out onto the waves because he was responding to the voice of Jesus, calling him and inviting him. And everything was fine for Peter until he became overwhelmed by what he looked at around him. He took his eyes off Jesus and looked at the waves, freaked out, and sank. <laughs> right? So, every one of us can point to a situation in our own life where circumstances and waves seemed big. Churches go through times where waves can seem big. But God is bigger. And if Christ is calling us out onto those waters, then we can be sure that he holds us, that he will not let you, he will not let Brownsville Community Church sink, that we can have faith in the character of God as we persevere in prayer from a place of a child of God, redeemed by Christ, and able to have the confidence to bring before the Lord what it is that he's laying on our hearts to bring before him. So submission and realization that we need him, perseverance and faithfulness in prayer, joy in having faith in God to answer, the understanding that it is in God's character to hear us, to delight in our prayers, to wisely grant what is right and good for us, and to align our will in our hearts to his. I want to invite you as we close this part of the service uh, to join with me in this prayer of general thanksgiving that should be on the next slide. This is a prayer that has been formative in my life because it helps to shape my mind and my heart towards the Lord as I pray. And I invite us to pray it together. Father of all mercies, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all who may have We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray. Give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honored. We're going to bring our petitions before the Lord now, our joys.